Well, photography to me is is everything I see essentially. You know, I'm always on the lookout for uh, for photographs, and my life wouldn't be the same if I didn't have photography in it. I think um, just whenever I'm looking, I'm always looking out for potential subjects. I'm always basically got an eye out, uh, and I think that's just come because um you know i've been so ingrained in photography for such a long time it's it's sort of how i see the world now and it, i see it in pictures or potential pictures you know that's really exciting and, and i think i see things you know differently than than people who aren't photographers and i think that's quite exciting shooting it raw yes shooting it raw John Alexander, thank you so much for uh, joining me on Shooting It Raw. And we've never met before. And I love this. I love this. This is the best. Uh, Because I get to find out who you are and what makes you tick. And and you get to, you send me three or four photographs uh, that you made. And we kind of talk about, we talk shop about it. And um, super excited. So lovely to to speak to you. Now you're in London. Where are you right now? I'm in Oxfordshire, just um, just north of Oxford. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm an idiot. So if I ask a stupid question or I don't ask, <laughs> I mean, this, most people who hear my my interviews are just like, Rand, you have the weirdest way of interviewing people because, you know, like I'll just talk for a while and then somebody says, was that a question? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's all good. All good. <laughs> okay, so you know where Oxford is? What? Do you know where Oxford is? Uh, I believe it's uh, next to South Africa. No. Okay. Where's where, where's that? So it's basically north of London, north of London. Okay. Okay. So it's about an hour north of London, so I can get down to London really quickly. But that's where I am, in the middle of the countryside. Well, we will get to learn know all about you and your process, and, and we're going to get to know you. I'm going to get to know you. So as I'm talking to you right now, I'm looking at the first photo that you sent me. And usually what I do is I only open the photos as I start talking about them. Okay. Let's talk about your first photograph. I can't remember which one I sent you first. Okay, so let me describe it. Like in terms of the of the the content of the image yeah it looks like a either the inside of a of a room uh where the paint is peeled off over years or a fence where you have these like vertical brown wood so the, there's no the perspective per se you know there's no real perspective everything's a sharp it's a sharp image it's in color when i look at it i think it kind of looks like a, a map of the world you know that's kind of where my okay. brain goes so i see I assume the one you're, you're talking about has got green and blue in, in it, and, there, and there's like a you know brown from a from a door. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, that that is essentially what I do. This is a photograph, a very high resolution photograph of a door in Taiyou in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. Okay, um, so they're almost meant to look like an abstract painting, mm-hmm. and but obviously. They're not abstract. They're 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 of a subject, but that subject is is only known to me. And for a long time, I thought that I would you know go down that abstract route where the viewer doesn't know what it is, so it becomes a complete abstract. Mm-hmm. But I've discovered that people are, are are interested in how I took the photograph, where it is, what it is. So now I've sort of revealed what the photograph actually is because mm-hmm. um, then people can relate to it a bit more. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I really wanted it to be like this, this abstract image, but it is really fun telling the stories because each photograph has got a, has got a story and that's what I, you know, have come to appreciate that people want to know that story behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, so I know so it's a door in Tai-O, and I know that Tai-O is in Hong Kong. Uh, that yeah. immediately raises the question of, what's your connection to Hong Kong? Um, I grew up in Hong Kong. Uh, my mom is uh, Chinese, 
and my sister still lives there and all my parent all my um mother's side still live in hong kong okay uh, so i go back there you know every, every two or three years uh, minus a pandemic <laughs> uh, so yeah I, I i absolutely love hong kong and this is a i've always photographed hong kong i've filmed in hong kong and this is a new-ish project to me uh, that I go into the depths of Hong Kong itself and, and try and photograph, you know, the details of Hong Kong, mm-hmm. the, the little quirks, mm-hmm. rather than what I used to do as a slightly wider shot, you know, taking photos of the Star Ferry. And, you know, I love doing all that storytelling. But you can still do storytelling just within an abstract image. Yeah. And that's something I've got more and more interested I love, I love, love, love that I, I started this podcast and I get to meet people uh, such as yourself. And I just want to go back into this image because, again, so now I know for, for a listener, they have the frame of reference, oh, oh, a door with yeah. some wooden slats. And it's like, okay, hold on. So the wood yeah. is probably a good 60 or 70 years old. Yeah. And it's been painted over, as you can see. Um, about half of the paint on this wood has withered away. The wood itself looks quite textured and old, and it's this nice rich brown. And you can just, just see a gap between the, the vertical slats of the, the door, where there's one little, you know, the composition is perfect. It's really beautiful. And, and you could see the layers of paint on it. And, you know, if you look at it with your crystal sharp, clear, sharp vision, it's it's so sharp and it's so I mean, you know, you could on a good monitor, it's like you can see all these incredible colors and it's really beautiful. And like I said, it's like it almost looks like to me, it almost looks like a map of continents. Yeah, I like have, that. I like that. That's really interesting. Um how, how different people interpret the image. Um uh-huh. and what people see in the image. I think that's really interesting. Um, I see a massive vagina as well, but that's a different <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, I've got a, another one that is does look like a vagina, but I, <laughs> okay, I, okay. I thought it was it was uh, so, so. Yeah, I, I haven't put that into my portfolio. I only realised it after I took it. Okay, no, but listen. So, so like just as a visual experience, right? So I can, I imagine that. Like, so, have you ever printed this this photo? Yeah, so that's what they're that's what they're for. Really, they're not for the screen. They're they're, they're to be printed, and I've got one literally next to me here, which is a meter and a half in size. Um, so I, I, I take the photographs in a specific way, so that there's lots of sort of photographic techniques that we could come onto if your listeners, listeners are interested. Um, but in order to make it so sharp, um, right from the middle of the image to the to the to the right and to the corners so that it can be blown up absolutely massive and have it on a wall, uh-huh. like a, a really big centerpiece in someone's room. That's what they're for. That's what I've, I've, um, all, all of the sort of photographic techniques goes into making this huge print mm-hmm. with exquisite detail. Yeah. It's totally exquisite. And I mean, I can totally see this. So for example, in an office building or whatever, where you normally have some artworks or, or in a, in a gallery or everything, you can you can imagine these large prints or, or canvases, sure. And then the fact that it's photographic and it's so sharp and and your subject, and as you say, like you, you obviously have the technical uh, ability to really get this really incredible image, image. So when you made this photograph, clearly your camera's on a tripod. Yeah. And you're probably, from my experience, my, I would say your lens is something like a 50 millimeter and you're shooting from about two or three meters away. I like it. Very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a bit more than that. So it's about, it's about 70 or 80 millimeters, if I remember correctly. Okay. And essentially what you don't want um, is to have any sort of distortion in the image. So you can't, mm-hmm. have, you can't shoot this on a wide angle lens. Um, mm-hmm. you need to compress that perspective. Um, and also you need to be completely directly level to the, to the surface. Cause that mm-hmm. again means that, you know, all the vertical lines are straight. You've got as much, you've got as much depth of field as possible so you can get everything sharp in the image. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
also, I'm, I'm, it's something called image stacking. It's getting a bit geeky now. Uh, no, I no, do, hey, geek out, geek out. Oh, right, cool, you're great. Yeah, so I also do something called um, image stacking, which essentially uh, means that I'm, I'm focusing on different parts of the image, and then in Photoshop you blend them all together, so you get uh, uh, the depth of field all around the image completely sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can sort of do that in one image, but it means that you're going to sort of the, the end range of your lens. Mm-hmm. It becomes a lot softer if you do that. So like F22, if you do something on that like that, it, it, it's, it's much, much softer. So I prefer to shoot on like F8 where it, that's the sharpest part of your lens and then mm-hmm. focus stack on, other, on, the, on the parts of the image and then blend them all together and then you get a really, really high definition image on the yeah. best part um, of your lens. And obviously huge um megapixel as well so sorry if i interrupt i'm just so excited uh the previous uh guest on on the show on 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 the podcast uh he does macro photography and Mm. he's so close to these insects that are tiny they're the size of a blueberry yeah um that he does the stacking in terms of the focus by because he's so it's so small he's so close and so he'll combine like four images to get one insect in focus so yes yeah it's very yeah, very very similar to that. Um, I mean, with with macro photography, you, you almost have to do it because mm-hmm. your your lens cannot have um, as um, I can't get the amount of depth of field that you need mm-hmm. uh, to do it. And with with mine, you essentially could potentially just photograph a wall, and it'll probably be okay. But you start to see all the imperfections when you print yeah. it up so big. So that's yeah. why I have to be really really pernickety about how I photograph it. I'm, I'm there for a good, a good 15 minutes right. <laughs> photographing essentially a door. Right. Um, are you shooting raw or are you shooting? Shoot, shooting raw on a, on a Nikon D850 with, I think it's got 47 megapixels or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to be all raw, but actually weirdly, I don't actually do much processing to the image. I, I, it's part of what I, 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 I just feel that I prefer to photograph what I'm looking at rather than trying to process it on a computer. I mean, yeah, right. of course I need to do I need to do some sharpening, I need to do some contrast because usually I'm photographing it uh, again, getting extremely geeky. Um, I'm photographing so I'm extracting the most amount of information from the file, um, yeah. which means it usually looks very flat. It's very bright, mm-hmm. very flat, but what I'm doing is I'm extracting as much information from that, uh, that image as I possibly can. And then you put that in, obviously into, into Lightroom and then you just like, tweak it so you get yeah. the most amount of detail and obviously um, the file size as well, which is needed. Yeah, like, like you know, the podcast is called Shooting It Raw and it's really about highlighting how people are spending their time right but obviously photography is the 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 end the doorway or the substructure or whatever we call it so geek away man i love it excellent okay well i can i can, I can geek out all day so um <laughs> okay so wait i've got a question i've got a okay. real question how did you get into photography well i i started out um photographing with my dad's camera my dad's film camera in where was that in America when I was about 15, 16. And I literally didn't know anything about photography at this stage. He gave me this DSLR and I had um, some film to go in it, put all the film in eventually uh, after ruining a couple of films, didn't know, literally didn't know anything. Got Mm -hmm. to America, photographed all these things that I thought were good. I was told if you put it on manual, you get professional photographs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so put it on manual whatever the setting was from the 20 years ago when he's when he used it and yeah. all these things obviously it's on film so you can't see what you're doing and got back uh to um well i i, I did it in boots then uh, and um processed all the images came out with a, with i'm not joking probably 200 300 photographs all completely black yeah yeah it's, it turned out I had just left it on manual on eight thousandth of a second. So perfect. 
you can imagine how many subjects are well exposed on eight thousandths of a second. <laughs> I, I just I need listen, I need to make a little correction, uh, just because when you started talking about it, you did refer to it as a DSLR, and I know this is just oh, a yeah, part. Right, yeah, but an SLR, not a DSLR, yeah, an SLR. That's right. It's been so long, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. dude, I love it. I love it. Um, okay, okay, and and so, but you also mentioned that you grew up in Hong Kong. Yes. When were you living in Hong Kong and start and like how did you sort of mature your phot photographic skill? Like how did that evolve from, uh, you know, a kid who gets like a, 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 a you know a camera from from his dad takes yeah. all these photographs, publishes, like prints them, goes like oh, Jesus, nothing. Yeah. Um, to where to where you are? Like how how did you study photography? Did no, so I I, I studied geography um, in Exeter University. And it sort of stemmed from, from, from being at school and taking sort of the first sort of digital images with a, with a, with a compact camera, essentially. And I used to love doing that. And then went on my um, gap year and decided I would get a better camera. Did that, photographed amazing things all around the world. And that's sort of where it stemmed from, really. It actually started in landscape photography. You know, I did a lot of landscape photography and absolutely loved being outside and, and watching you know, the weather roll in and, and, and waiting for that perfect moment when everything comes together, you know, you've got the, the light there, you've got the composition, and it's just, it's an amazing way to spend an afternoon. And I got really into that, but there's not really much money in landscape photography, uh, or it's very difficult anyway. And mm -hmm. I love doing different types of photography. So, you know, I've done, I do all sorts of photography. This is not just what I do. I do lots of other different bits as well, but I always find myself coming back to these these textures, and I really want to to make these textures work, and um, you know have them in the images you know all over the world, and and that's what my passion essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, for, so from the start, I I, I uh, lived in Hong Kong when I was about three until about eight, and you know photography really didn't come into it then. I was just living in Hong Kong because my my dad had a had a job with Coca Cola. So we sort of moved there. And then we came back to England when I was eight. And yeah, so my photography journey started when I was on, on literally on that trip to America when, when my dad gave me that film camera. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where it started. I was like, oh, this is, this is quite fun. And obviously enjoyed the process. And then I got the images back and they're all black. I was like, this is rubbish. <laughs> but I did get one or two photographs. I got one photograph of a, a dolphin jumping out of the water. And uh -huh. at the time, this is when I was about 17 and still at school, I thought that that was the best photo ever taken by, by, by anyone. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, this is absolutely genius. I'm, I, I'm, I'm amazing at photography. And credit to the teacher that I had at school. Um, I saw it the other day, and it's terrible. It's out of focus. Um, it's blur. Um, <laughs> the composition is awful. But at the time, I thought it was really good. And he encouraged me to to go, oh, yeah, well, well done, John. That's really good. I think, you know, do this in the dark room. So I started out with the dark room. Okay. Just fun, really. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. But, you know, that that sort of caught my interest. And, and the fact that he said that my photo was good made me want to do it more, even though it was, it was crap. Uh -huh. Totally crap. <laughs> well, you have to learn somewhere. Well, exactly. Good. Exactly. And I think, I don't know how, where I got this confidence from that I thought it was good. Um, but, um, ah, youth. Yeah, exactly. But, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, it's kind of went from there really. And, um, you know, I had so much encouragement by all my friends and family and, and, um, yeah, just sort of went from there. And then obviously I've got my business now and I'm loving being a photographer and doing it. My okay. Day. Hold on. I have to interrupt. You have your business. You love being a photographer. Are, is your business? Are you a, are you a professional photographer? Yes. Yes. Ah, well, that says something. Okay, so pimp out, like, sell your, like, pimp out your 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 your, your business. Like, is it like, are you doing corporate photography? Are you doing uh, nudes? Are you doing like photos of strawberries? What, what, what's what's your what's your work? Well, I I do so many different types of photography. Essentially, you know, I I would. Um, I would class myself as a lifestyle photographer, probably. You know, I do weddings. I do lots of workshops. I teach people workshops. I'm obviously doing these evolving patina textures. Um, mm -hmm. I sell my travel images uh, on stock websites and sell them for prints as well. 
Oh, um, wow. Okay. So, you know, I've got, I, I do lots of different things and I love doing that. I think mm-hmm. I couldn't just be a wedding photographer or oh, I sure. just do corporate video. I do videography as well. Um, oh, wow. I've got a travel photography YouTube video, um, YouTube a channel. And yeah, Puppet, I, Puppet, what's the name of your channel? So my, the, the, it's sort of an adventure travel photography show that I do with one of my friends who's also a photographer, um, and it's called Photo Escapes. Okay. Um, and that is essentially, think of Top Gear, but with photography. Nice. And not quite as funny, because we're not as funny as the three, <laughs> the three presenters. Um, <laughs> but that's essentially what I loved. You know, I, I love cars anyway. Um, and that was sort of what I loved and what I really wanted to do. And I thought, why don't I make this with a photography twist? Okay. Uh, we've, done, we've done quite a few adventures you know, around the world. We've been to Sri Lanka, um, India, Ireland, London, loads of different places. And absolutely love filming those. So that's, see- where I've start- that's where I learned videography, essentially, and storytelling. I'm beginning to suspect that you're... You're the, you're you're a smarter version of me because I'm the one who comes up with a podcast about photography. So you know, like put that in my 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 pipe, I guess. Oh, nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, look. Uh, let's go on to the next photograph because. Uh, you've sent me three photographs, and I can see the the thumbnails, and they're quite abstract. So. Yeah. I love that of your body of work, that's what you've sent me. And I am going to put some screenshots from your, I think I have two websites of yours. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you can see why I wanted to send you more than three photographs now, can't you? <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, listen, you know, but in a way, in a way, what would happen if we only had one photograph, right? Like if this yeah. one image, we, I think, I think you and I would still have a great conversation. Yeah, Definitely. So let's go on to the next photo, which uh, is ah, it's so good, so good. Okay, so it's ba- okay. So in this, in the image you sent me, you've actually put a white frame around it, or or it's, or it's, it's like the file or image actually has a white frame. So okay. it's it just heightens the fact that it's more of an abstraction or an abstract sort of uh, image or or whatever it is. When I look at it, there is. Uh, again, there's no frame of reference. Yeah. Uh, if the other image you could sort of see was a door with the slats and everything, here there is nothing recognizable. It's these very kind of futuristic, almost textured. It's this blue-black splotches and splashes, and and on it it seems to be these. I don't know if it's on a white background or if it's white plaster that's been scratched. Like it's really, I mean, this is like looking at a an abstract painting. But what am I looking at? I assume this is this is the one with a pink in it. No, this has no pink. This is only black, blue, white. Black, blue, and white. Is it, is it blue? It's more like navy blue. It's really dark. It's oh, like I, it's, this is- oh, I see. Yeah. So. That is, I think that was in Tayo as well. So I think that is, a, a, that's the one of a canoe. So it's it's actually an old canoe. Okay. And I think that's the right one. A very close cropped image of, is it paint? I don't know if it's like scratched off paint or... or... Is, is it like the, splodge, like the splodgy sort of black and white one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like... It, it, it looks like almost, you know, like he's like a drip painting slash. Some, yeah, yeah. I mean. Okay, so I do know. I do know which one it is. Okay, so this photograph uh, I took in Chesil Beach, which is in Dorset in England. And, oh, okay. And what? It's, it's amazing where you find these these things, and I water is is something for me that I always gravitate towards because you know, erosion and weathering happens much more quickly. So I usually go there to try and find these abstracts. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is actually a seat that has come off a dinghy. So it was it was in a boat, essentially, and, and the, the seat that you sit on, that is what this is, it's like a close-up mm-hmm. of that. Wow. And what I loved about it is that, you know, again, there's no frame of reference at all. You would never know that that was... 
a seat. <laughs> this is your image, and we were like, "What is this of? I don't know. What is this of? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's abstract. It's abstract, man. You know, it's awesome. Exactly. I love it. Um, yeah. So essentially, it's a seat, and and just again, it's a, it's done in exactly the same way. It is it is taken directly above it. And what I like about it is that it's just it's just you know the shapes are there. You know, there's there's composition in in it. It's not just a random. Uh, mm-hmm. shot of it but you know you've got a subject which is that bit in the middle and then you've got it all framed around with the with the black splodges again so for people who are listening how do they how do they get a frame of reference from how we're talking about it and it's very difficult right oh and really so and, and in a way but but here's here's the thing okay as you're talking and as i'm looking and as you know our brains can't help but create these like connections yeah uh I see what looks like a, I mean, it's like looking at a cloud, I guess. I see what looks like a kind of a, a samurai warrior. Look, there's this Japanese feeling to the composition. Yeah. Where there's like, yeah. it's like a Japanese warrior powering through a, through a, through like a blizzard. And within the, the, the dark patches, which is not quite black and it's quite on the blue side. Mm. It's got this really interesting texture, uh, which, which, you know, is photographic, and maybe a mechanical process in painting could create this, but it does not look like an organic texture. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I don't know how to describe what I'm. I, I'm trying to convey what you're saying. I should I get you to write my captions. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, the, the whole thing, it's all done by accident. And, um, you know, that, that this splodge is just from, from, from where someone's been, you know, uh, painting tar or painting something on the boat that has, that has splodged onto the seat. And then uh-huh. someone else has you know, scraped it, you know, that could have been a year later. Uh, yeah. so the whole thing has its story. Um, we just don't know what the story is. And, and right. that, what's so interesting about it is that you've just come up with, essentially some splodges on a on a um fishing boat as a samurai going through a a a, a snowstorm and that's really cool that's exactly the sort of thing that you know i'm trying to do i I want people to make their own story up and that's what's really cool and again printed like one and a half meters by one meter or whatever yeah yeah i mean essentially it's if you if you think about having a a room that is let's say completely white and you just want splashes of color or splashes of texture that's what it's that's what it's for and you know you can either go with i don't really care what it what, what story it has i really like it as as an image mm-hmm. and you just put it up in your in your in your room or you have the different type of person who like loves to read into the images and that's you no. Know, both ways are are, are are just equally as exciting to me. And when I take it, I don't see the story. I don't see any of that. All I'm seeing is composition and mm-hmm. and texture and where am I going to place my image? And technically, I need to do X and Y in order to get this perfect. Um, how? Where have you had your? Okay, so for, what's the largest that you've printed your images? What's the so, largest size? My largest size is 130 centimeters. Uh, okay. It can go bigger, but I haven't found anywhere that, or anyone who wants to photograph, get, have a right. print on that. Because um, essentially you need to mount it and then frame it. So, you know, once you've done that, it's huge. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But, you know, they, they're so big. Okay, so, so where... Have you only shown or had these purchased or have your photographs only been alive in the UK or where in the world are your pictures? Yeah, so my pictures are all over the world, actually. There's um, some people in France. I've got some people in um, in London, Hong Kong. Lots of people from Hong Kong want the images because they've got a connection um, yeah. to, to Hong Kong. So I actually have got a Hong Kong gallery. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I've, I've photographed in Hong Kong quite a lot and it's right. usually the people who've got some sort of connection to, to Hong Kong who, who, who love the images there. And what's, that's, that's when I realised that people 
you know, want something more than abstract, especially with yeah. um, with photography. Okay. So that's, I think, what made me want to tell the stories behind the images. Right. Uh, and, to, and to tell people what they are. Uh, most of them not in glamorous places. That's why initially I didn't want to tell anyone. Because okay. the next one we're just about to go on um, has j- just all of them, you know, it's, it's essentially you're photographing a seat in a boat. Right. And you can't glamorize that really. So you want to, you know, either keep it a secret because the subject isn't very interesting. But what uh-huh. I found out is that actually just the, the, the travel to these places and, and not the actual thing, but the place itself is interesting. Is interesting. So like Cho, um, like Chesil Beach or, or Hong Kong, you can tell, you can talk about Tayo and how amazing Tayo is rather than right. going, this is a a bit of a fire hydrant. In, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no. Absolutely. So. So. Okay. So. I love that. That. Sometimes things happen that you can't anticipate, and you're just like, "What? Well, that's well, that's kind of random." I love the randomness, and yeah. so. This is going to be another one of my really like long meandering sort of questions. So you yeah. try to figure the question out. Okay. I leave it. I'm putting, I'm putting the onus on you. So. I did this photo project where I did 350 photographs, right? Like uh, more or less self-portraits. And I was putting them up on eBay to sell. And what was really weird was not that – well, it was weird that I was putting up self-portraits on eBay. But what was weird was that people from around the world would buy them, right? Yeah. And I'd meet some – random people like somebody from hungary or somebody from australia or whatever who'd who'd, photo, who'd buy the photo in hong kong well it was over the span of uh, six and a half years so oh. i was all, a little bit all over but um i was based in hong kong okay so the question is ah here's the question Here we go. so in doing these images and in showing them and in everything has it happened that somebody pipes up and says, hey, you know what? I, I really resonate with what you've just done. I want this. And, and all of a sudden, you have a, a connection with somebody you would have never anticipated. Is there somebody who stands out you know, in, in, in your photographic history where, who's really connected with your work and who's come from the other side of the world or wherever that you thought, how did that make it there? Well, I think there's lots of expats that come over from uh, come from Hong Kong or have have some sort of connection in Hong Kong. I think that's that's the the key to um, selling the images is that they actually are from Hong Kong and they are of something specific. Um, so it is a piece of Hong Kong essentially, mm-hmm. uh, rather than you know a, a, an abstract artist who who gone you know it, it's not really of anything. It's it's of their it's it's abstract. It's it's but it's 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 nothing essentially. It's it's what they've created, and I think what differs with uh, my work and their work is that mine is abstract, but it is of a specific thing. It does exist, and I think you know taking a piece of of Hong Kong back with you is 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 um, is something quite special. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like don't you feel that? What what's really fascinating about your work, though, is that like as we're talking about this right now, you know, we're we're having this discuss this conversation, and as we're speaking, I'm looking at your photo, and it's got this dark comic sort of aesthetic that I'm sort of reading into it, and in a way that opens it up for you to kind of have it be. It sort of transcends Hong Kong in a way. Yeah. And granted, I guess maybe the people who do end up buying it are the people who can connect it to something more localized. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think that's that's when the, the sort of the abstract comes together with something less abstract, you know, having having that story behind it to sort of trigger things like, you know, they might have been to Tayo and go, oh, do you know what's really nice? But I don't want to, I don't want a landscape of Tayo, but, you know, just having this piece of Tayo is, is, is and something abstract that fits on their wall or with their color scheme, you know it, that that's what um, I think the type of people who who, who um, purchase the prints. Okay, so in your training, have you done a lot of like art history, art theory, art? Like, can you anchor it in some kind of tradition of art, or do you feel like that's outside of what you normally think about? Yeah, well, not not really. Um, I. 
I, I I'm doing th- something that is 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 very photographed. To me, it's very photographic. So I'm essentially I like the colours. I see the composition. And um, there's nothing that really like resonates in me. There's nothing more than that when I'm taking the photograph. I just I just mm-hmm. love that the composition uh, and I'm, mm-hmm. I've always been like that. I've, I'm quite matter of fact. So I, I go, Oh, I like that. And then people go, yeah. Oh, you like that. I was like, I don't know. I like the reds and the greens and the yellows, I suppose. Right. But there's nothing, it's nothing more than that. I don't know if it should be. <laughs> no, uh, well, look, it, it's just how you, yeah. how it manifests, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think, you know, it's, it's not up to me. And uh, you know, the good thing about abstracts is that, you know, even if I think, you know, it looks like a, a samurai going through a snowstorm. Um, someone else won't think that. So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I think. I just take the image and, um, you know, I like it for, for, for whatever reasons I have. And then hopefully they'll like it. But maybe for other reasons. What's cool about um, the podcast is that because it reflects kind of my... I don't know, kind of random, like, oh, you're like in terms of how I, how we met was just completely random. And yeah. uh, hopefully I can get your sister on, who I also, I don't think I've ever met your sister, but yeah. you're, you're describing before how you have this YouTube channel show where you're going around the world talking to people with uh, f- film. Is it were there cars involved as well? Because in a way, you're going and you're still making photographic records, even though they're 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 video. Yeah. Um, so that seems to be more. I mean, don't, do you feel video is let? You can't really get too abstract with video because then it gets too too I don't know, conceptual or whatever. Yeah. But but how does the storytelling, the visual storytelling that you need to use in video? Like, do you think that these abstractions, like these abstract photographs, are just your way of saying, okay, this is a, a different part of my brain? Maybe, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think, um, I know, I've always, I've always, you know, photographed landscape photography and it's just, it's just been, you know, I, I've just focused more and more on, on things. I don't know, there's, a, there's something about, I wouldn't want a landscape photograph on my wall, um, even though I love that place mm-hmm. uh, and I love taking it. For some reason, I don't really want it on my wall. I'd much prefer to have some art on my wall, but I would also like to have something photographic, as in photographic art. And right. I, essentially, it's more about um, being able to put splashes of colour within a space. I think that, right. that's what I liked most about it. And how I can achieve that is by then photographing these abstracts. And then essentially they become generic, but also not generic because they now have now got a story behind them. Uh-huh. Um, and, and to be fair, I mean, like completely unique because I would never see anything like this anywhere ever, right? Yeah, so, they're quite odd, aren't they? I've, um, yeah. I've, um, whenever I'm taking them, I always feel quite self-conscious because, you know, you get people walking past. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, on the ground, sorting out my tripods and then photographing this corner of a door. And if I was that other person, I would think I was mental as well. (laughs) What is he doing? But what what makes me feel better is that I'm creating something I'm really passionate about and I know it will look cool. Um, So I sort of... of, um, you know, try and try and uh, get them out of my head because I know exactly what I would be thinking if I was there. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, it's what I really enjoy. So, what, what's the what's the website that people can go see your other other work? Um, so my other website is um, jeaphotography.co.uk. Okay. So this one is jeaphotography.com. But I thought I needed two websites because they're just so different. Okay. Um, because my abstract work is, you know, it's it's just so different to, you know, photographing a wedding. I yeah. don't think you'd get the same the same sort of person who'd want to, and maybe you would. I, I just don't know. I just think it's nice to 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 put it separately. Um, well, I okay. So let's uh, we're going to go to your next photograph, but before we do that, let me just kind of ask you a couple. Okay, so like I've done professional photography. And I know that when you're doing that side uh, and you're hired to, to, to come up with certain images and everything, 
the the client whatever has a vision that may or may not be clear in their mind of what they want and yeah. um you're there as uh, somebody who, ful- who fulfills that vision as you know like it's sometimes for better or worse you give them what they want and it's not necessarily something that you even connect yes, with exactly. yeah yeah Obviously, you have been a professional photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so then, on the other hand, you have this other... And I can understand, well, you want to have this other kind of channel where you can show your different work. And, yeah, and that's a creative channel, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so so that makes perfectly good sense. Uh, but the, the issue is that, that, you know, when I... You know, we're, we're having this conversation. I've been looking at this image uh, the whole time. And... Um, it begs, it, like, in, in my mind, everything, even the most abstract, even the most sort of absurd, arbitrary, whatever thing, I mean, the very fact that, that, that you've put it on the table to say, well, that's what I'm, I'm going to pull out of the world to say, like, that's, that's what I want to show, is a reflection of, of your internal thinking, your internal thought patterns, it's a reflection of your education, a reflection yeah. of your, your, you know, all this stuff. So it's, it's, it's interesting and fascinating that of all the kind of image making that you've, you know, kind of matured into has been to create these highly non-literal yeah. uh, images that qualify as photographs, but really they don't really signify anything no so what kind of person are you that like how do you feel about uncertainty and chaos and lack of clarity in in your life outside of your work yeah that's that, a question that is, <laughs> I, I i i think i'm quite a simple person <laughs> and i really? don't yeah i don't think i i'm essentially I don't think about all of those things. I, I okay. It, this has no, like, doesn't manifest into what I think at all. If you look at the next image, it'll be really bright, and and completely different. Well, you know what? Let's use that as the segue for the next image. Nice, shall we? Yeah. Actually, this this one's quite dark as well, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you want to describe it? Why don't you use the words to paint a picture? It's quite chaotic as well. Maybe I've sent you the, the wrong images that tell you the wrong thing about myself. They're, no. they're all are quite um, chaotic, aren't they? They're, uh, all, they're all quite perfect. <laughs> well, this, this one is, this is the one I was talking about earlier. This is a canoe in, okay. in, in Tayo. Right. Uh, and obviously it's been um, dragged up and down into the water many times. That's why there's so many scratches on it. And it's obviously right. been painted, you know, over and over again. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been through a, a really, really hard life. And what I I think I find really interesting is, you know, I'm guessing all those things. I don't know. Um, it, it looks it. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. But, you know, that I've just I've just come up with that. I, I'd assume that's what, what's happened. But what's interesting is that you can make up all these stories. Mm-hmm. And just that the fact that you can make up whatever you want about an image is, is quite fun. And I think, yeah. I think quite a lot of it is, is actually, you know, rather than saying, you know, this is something about, uh, about how I feel or what, what this is more about my personality. I think it's more about, I, I like to, you know, imagine what, what the story could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, there is storytelling behind it. It's just, I'm allowed to tell whatever story I want. Um, And so so there's something interesting about that, I think. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm much less arty than you think I am. It is is essentially, I've seen a canoe and I like the the, the, the contrast of colours. And pretty much, that's that's pretty much it. And essentially, it's, it's, yeah, I just like the beauty of of that. And, you know, there, there are compositional elements in it. You know, there's yeah. vertical lines, there's horizontal lines, there's a distinct subject with that red bit in the middle. So yeah, it, it's it's playing with my mind on how my mind works in terms of always trying to find a composition or right. a photograph in, in things. 
Well, okay, so here, okay, I, I, I'm going to jump in for a second. Different. So here we have a photograph, again, as you said, it's, it's the, there's no real perspective. It's just a very flat image. It's yeah. kind of interesting. It's almost like uh, archaeology in which you're looking at different layers yeah. of, of paint and you kind of go, okay, well, I can sort of tell this very, like the under color of, I don't know if it's wood or, or fiberglass. Yeah, and on top right. of that was maybe white and on top of that, maybe black and on top of that, this sky blue and uh, this really attractive, just rich, deep red. And it's, you have, like, from the boat or the canoe being pulled in and out uh, with the, you know, with the, with the barnacles and the, and the uh, oysters or whatever, just scratching away at the paint, yeah. you can see these, like, scratch marks and these, like, it's like this, it's, if anything, I, I'd say the image before was softer and the image before where, where I said, Oh, I see, I see like uh, continents or whatever to yes. even softer was this one. This one seems to be a little, I wouldn't say harsh, but the colors are like, you obviously have uh, an appreciation for, for color theory and, and, and composition, even though I'm not talking about it in an academic sense, I'm talking about it as an intu intuitive sense. Right. And then you reacting intuitively to 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 these colors and and just sort of composing the image sometimes some i mean look uh I, i'm not trying to to psychoanalyze you it's but, you know it's like <laughs> I, I mean because uh, i've never really thought of it like this and, and you saying all this you know all, all this stuff saying you know how, you know what you know how have you why are you taking these images it's made it's made me think it's made me think about about why i'm I am taking the photos. I've never really thought about it. I've just gone. <laughs> I've just gone. Oh, I like this. I'll photograph that. Oh, that look. That'll look cool on a wall. And so, yes. It's also look. You, this is a reflection of my upbringing and everything, right? So, I grew up in Canada. Mm -hmm. I my training or, or education or whatever uh, is very uh, you know it's of a certain time you know. So let's just say during the sort of the height of you know philosophical you know, uh, postmodernist theory and all this stuff in university. Oh. And then, so that was kind of one of my anchors. And so part of my development was kind of like, well, and also as, you know, in my poetic and my own photographic uh, development, you know, like we have the, the signified, right? We have the image. Yeah. And even though it's not patently obvious what you're signifying, you know, what you're, what you're, what you're saying I mean, just the fact that you've selected it in my mind, in my, you know, how I see the world, yeah, is a curation of, like, of, of standing in that scene in Taiyo or wherever, looking mm. at the whole, the whole world in front of you. Yeah, you decide to get really close and tight with a seventy millimeter lens on a tripod to yeah. meticulously photograph this splash and expression of color. Yeah, but. Your everyday other side of your brain is photographing people in their, you know, either in events or, 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 yeah. you know, moments where, where it's like, just show me at my best. You know, it's all, you know, like. I think for me, it's an outlet, as you say. It's an, as an outlet okay. for creativity. That's pretty much it. Um, you know, I, I've also wanted to, that all of my stuff is, as you say, is, is, is not corporate but it's for other people and they're not printed out as fine arts essentially mm -hmm. you know it's and i think with with this evolving patina you know it it can be presented on a wall as fine art for sure that's something that i haven't really done and have wanted to, to do you know most of my stuff can't be printed and and this you know it's just a different it's a different process you know now i'm finding the perfect paper you know in order to make these you know stand out the best i'm i'm um finding out what the best frame is what the best mount combination would be and you know it's just a completely different part of photography that i i i, mm -hmm. I didn't do it for a long time since doing my landscape photography when i was about 17 or 18 so right i think that's what it is is that i just wanted something almost for myself um, that I could I could print up massive, 
and you know and look at it and each image is so different if, if i sent you another yeah. three photographs you would have said something completely different and that's cool um but what i love is that anybody who'd go through the the library if we call it a light or the gallery or the library of the shooting at raw photographs yeah. would see this and go okay hold on a second this is so different that you know what? Let's say let's say that that was a question. How's that? <laughs> let's put a question mark at the end of that. <laughs> I, I I think it's just just as different as you do. Um, I I I have been influenced by a, a, a sort of a friend of a friend who did these uh, shots in 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 Hong Kong. Actually, not just Hong Kong in in China as well. And he had done these sort of photos of walls essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, I thought. He's just photographing walls, not interested in this at all. Um, and I don't know how I changed my mind. And, and now I think it's really cool. It's essentially like a little book. It's called Norman de Bracking. He's he's um, he's actually based in Hong Kong, and he's done it for a while. And he's I think he's got a gallery there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you know, essentially, I I didn't make up the idea. But what I really liked about it is that you know, as you say, you, there's no rules. You can just go out there and photograph whatever you want. But when you're doing these these abstract shots, you don't just go around with your camera and, and take a landscape one second and then take a portrait of someone else the next second. You go out specifically to photograph, you know, these these textures. So mm-hmm. instead of looking around and going, oh, this is nice, you are, I'm extremely sort of... Um, concentrating on every single little detail i'm looking at every wall i'm looking at every door and it's completely the opposite of what i usually do right so that that might be it the fact that i'm i'm not looking at not looking at light at all Uh, usually i'm looking at, at light as a photographer you're looking at you're looking at light and you're looking at you know when if the bride if i put the bride there that'll look good backlit all that, right, right. that blue door in the background, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not doing any of that with, with, with these photographs. I'm purely looking for colors and textures. It's very specific of what I'm, I'm looking for. You don't want it too sort of too old because then it's just gross. Right. You don't want it too new because then it's boring. So essentially I'm looking for dramatic images. I've always done that. Yeah. I think, I think these images are, you know, dramatic in the sense. You know, this one is very black and very dark, and absolutely, and potentially absolutely. looks like, you know, when when you have a, a five year old and he comes back from the from the school and he's been he's been putting, you know, scary things, drawing scary things, and the hmm. teacher's like, your kid has got some um, <laughs> has got some problems. <laughs> and I can sort of see that now with uh, you know how dramatic and how black it is. <laughs> But, and the and the blood red. Come on, you can't get away from the blood red. And the blood red, yeah. What but are it, you trying to confess to, man? What are you trying to confess? Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm an absolute sociopath, and I don't know. <laughs> You're perfect. You're perfect. I love it. No, but I, yeah, I think I think that's why um, you know if 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 you have a look at my website, you know some of them are are neutral, some of them are you know really bright colors, and some of them are not. And I think it just completely depends on where I am, what what because sub, the subjects are hard to find, and I think mm-hmm. they need to have a specific requirements. They have to have um, um, some sort of compositional element. They need to sure. have um, uh, colors and, and lots of different contrasting colors. It can't just be if this was just red and blue, it'd be boring. Um, but John, John. I, I, here's what I think. I think it's kind of like even when you go out to photograph and you consciously think, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make a photo for my series. Yeah. You're also responding to what's actually out there. Unlike in painting, a painter can just create the composition. You yeah. go out and you sort of respond to the world. Sure. And that, that, the visual data that's coming into your brain and is being sort of filtered through your experience and your your idea of I want to make this, um, you're also like of of all the things that you see, 
suddenly something grabs your attention and and that attention that moment is kind of what you're capturing and then sharing with other people yeah and so i would you know i mean i would hope that somebody listening to this podcast and this episode would be like okay what the hell are they talking about or what's so special what's so you know what, what what's what's the, what are these photographs and and hopefully they will go and they will see the images and and realize oh wait a second photography can also do this and it's it's great i mean i love it do you like do you like them <laughs> no <laughs> you <Yeah>. lunatic <laughs> because they're like if I put two two together you know, some some people go, that is horrendous. That one, I don't, I don't want that on my wall. And then the next one, they be go, oh, that's really nice and nice and neutral. That that would look great on in, in my in my. Uh... Well, that's the thing. Different people are going to respond very differently, right? Yeah. So, so exactly. I, I just okay. I only have three images here, and within that three, there's a like, there's so many different reactions and responses and they're 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 interesting in themselves and they live together you know so i think yeah i think look you know you're not going to be great not everybody's going to love everything yeah but there is definitely you know like for me the strongest was the the first and the second really is strong to me yeah um but i like this third one as well so look let's not even do that i mean like Ultimately, it's not about me. It's about, and it's about your process, but also how how this creative um, expression is a kind of counterweight to to your bread and butter. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. And um, you know what what's what's nice about it is is also it's very accessible. Um, so you know I can just like take my, myself off for for you know half a day. And go and try and find them. And I think, yeah. you know, it's 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 almost like a oh, like a treasure hunt essentially. And that's okay. really fun as well. You know, you don't know what you're going to find. There's no plan at all. You go to somewhere that is essentially you're hoping it's going to be something that I would be interested in. You know, whether it's yeah. an old fishing village or or somewhere that I would enjoy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of. Um, have got these these textures in mind and try and try and you know f- try and extract the character from that place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, I, I, th- I think you're probably right. You know, I can go somewhere and just be like, do you know what? I don't know what I'm going to find, but it'll be really interesting to to go down this little alley, see what's down there, or let's see what's yeah, right. There might be some around there. Yeah, um, and it takes you into some very odd places. Again, it's all part of that adventure um to try and you know find these i think you know lovely lovely sort of uh, keepsakes of of um of that place mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it forces you to go to places that you wouldn't usually go so you go down this back alley and you go do you know what this is this is pretty pretty grim here um but then you go oh what's around that corner that might be much better and you, you might see something around there and yeah lo and behold you you find something that is you know, really interesting to photograph. And I think that's probably it. It's that sense of adventure and, and putting me into um, places where, well, I, I'd go there anyway because I want to be photographing. I'm quite, I, I love to find that sort of, um, you know, the, the, the places that people don't usually go to. Sure. Uh, so essentially that's that's what I love about it. And the images are just, you know, that the... The, the icing on the cake, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look. Another thing about um, this podcast is that the the conversations go, you know, like they go so fast in a way, right? Because we we are we're speaking about uh, moments in time, like one thirtieth of a second, or one sixtieth, or one one hundredth of a second here, and then just so they're just three images, and yet we could totally lose ourselves inside them. Yeah, photography is so so interesting. I think. Yeah. So, John, thank you so much for joining and for, for, for explaining your art. And, and hopefully, if one person kind of listens to, to you and listens to me and goes like, okay, let's go check this out. And then they look and then that catalyzes a, a kind of a new way of thinking of photography for them. Suddenly, they may become 
say, hey, you know what? Maybe I want to try try doing this kind of photography myself. And yeah, they should. Yeah. So, any any bit of advice you want to give somebody who wants to go down this path? Yeah, well, I th- I think just get your camera out and go on an adventure. And you have to be a bit specific. You have to you know go somewhere that you know has got the history, has got you know so, something that could be a bit more say dilapidated and yeah once you're there just just have fun and and see what you can find and go into all the little crevices go down all the back alleys go into all the places that you wouldn't usually go if you're just the the casual tourist Mm -hmm. yeah you you find that you see the place a lot differently to to everyone else who goes there because you're looking at it in such a different way yeah and of course you haven't got your eyes closed you know you're seeing the place as well i mean tyo's epic i absolutely loved it yeah. Um, I just didn't choose to photograph, you know, the fishing boats. I was in to photograph these. Yeah. So yeah, you get the best of both worlds, I think. Fantastic, John. Thank you so much. Good Thanks, man. John. Good man. I love it. Thank you. No worries at all. It's lovely to speak to you. Awesome, man. Okay. Hopefully, uh, I'll see you in Tayo, or you'll see you in yeah. uh, North London, or wherever it is. Uh, Oxford? Yeah. No. Where is it? Oxford. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. In South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Okay, I'll, t- I'll talk to you later. Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw.